See, yeah. that's that, I feel more comfortable there. I like Sorry. the flowers. Those are nice. Yeah, this is really a lovely area. We've kind of got set up in the peace den now. Okay. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. You have something called the peace getting, den? Yes. So hang on. We're we're getting a little into things here, and I want yeah, to yeah. actually get like a start for this episode. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. If we're gonna if we're if we're not gonna be fixing the streaming thing, we're just gonna go, then then we're recording now and let's do this. Alright? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> my forehead right. is redhead. <laughs> All right, all right. <clears throat> Welcome back to the show. This here is Everything and Nothing with your new set of hosts. I'm Chris, and that's Charlie. I'm Charlie. Hey. And together we're putting on Everything and Nothing on a Ooh. weekly basis. I do want to welcome this week's special guest, Red O'Hare, Portland comedian. Damn it, oh, Portland it. poet. You know I what? Mean, whatever. You're funny. I still love you. I am hilarious. I'm just you're, not. You're great so far. Yeah. This is I don't awesome. stand up and do it because I don't like to fail. And Because it's, you're a woman and you don't have to. <laughs> women aren't funny, though. I don't know what though. that means. No, whoa, hey, whoa, <laughs> that is not. I, what I was, I'm allowed to views. say it. I'm a woman. These are I, the views I was, of everything and nothing. I was making a, a <laughs> reference to peeing sitting down, but. <laughs> but uh yeah pee uh, jokes aside uh, yeah this is the podcast this is what we do every week yeah we are uh, we are now adjusting to the new format here uh last week we bid adieu to founder of snark studios and of the podcast here uh one joshua h metz left to focus on other projects much like red just <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god red ah, i cannot help but ask every new guest how are you handling the uh the current pandemic how are yeah you? the only thing happening yeah how are um you, honestly how are thanks so much for asking that because i was thinking about that today and it's Same. affected me in the time. sense that nobody leaves my house yeah. but it hasn't affected really my behavior now I just don't feel guilty about going to friend shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got that same feeling. Uh, we went to one uh, stream show uh, here, and then they the same band had another one. I'm like, I think I'm good. Like, I could just listen to the album or <laughs> whatever. We are Sometimes if show. I have a friend, like a musician friend who's doing a streaming show, like I'll just like put it on my phone. And then, yeah. like, just have it play so that they're like, yay, someone's watching. And, like, I am. I'm also making dinner, though. Yeah. I'm exactly. not, like, sitting there like, ah. <laughs> like, sorry, what was that? Sorry. What were you, what are you like when you're doing it? <laughs> ah. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, just making sure. I just want to make sure we got that. I feel like you're making fun of me. No, I'm not. I'm. This is all great. I want to, I want to say that uh, Chris has been wanting to have you on the show since uh the first show that he was on i think like that's true i have about a year ago for a while so well i am hilarious yes we have yeah. finally fulfilled the the promise to See, have you look on at, look how good i am at picking our guests you're, though. oh She's, chris you're the best <laughs> i'm an elegant lady <laughs> you who just went out the door ladies. there uh that's one of the other 
people who lives here in the Peace Den, Hannah. So you're not you're not like violating quarantine there. No, but... I live here, so. All right, that's cool. Uh, you know, just making sure. Yes, thank you. No, thank you for checking. We've we've had people ask before, so yeah. No, I've uh, pretty much been living here for a while, so. Chris, did you see the video of me making muffins when as I got drunker? No. Ah, Shady Pines did it. Anyway, yeah, we're going to post a, we're gonna have to put a link in the description here. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, sure, fine. Yeah, it's it's charming. Um, I don't look great, but that's fine. <laughs> you always. Look. It's still a really adorable video. I enjoy it. But in any case, I sent that to my boss. And like it was filmed in like February, and then Callie and Brian like edited it and got it out like right at the beginning of quarantine and sent it to me. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" No, it was for my birthday. That's oh, what it was. She's like, "Here's your birthday present." So it was like end of March, and then I sent it to my boss. He's like, "That's hilarious." He's like, "Wait, when did you film this?" <laughs> so I think everyone's like on hyper alert for like, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely violated quarantine. Yeah, if you go back, you'll see that we started having to zoom in to the podcast yeah about uh four episodes ago now so about yeah. a month ago yeah so i mean it it works out we just uh we used to have one guy who would handle all the things and now we both have to do everything <laughs> right it, we found out eventually that we just have all the equipment to do it anyway so yeah so chris how you how you feeling this week how, how are you doing mental health check while we're here right doing the the mental health check-in here on everything and nothing um <laughs> what <laughs> i feel pretty good actually like i don't know i was sitting there basking in some sunlight because we got some of that this week yes absolutely we did i have a little bit of color you can't quite tell but... and i had i finally had a moment where i was like man what's it gonna be like when i get back to doing comedy <laughs> and i realized that i was excited about the idea of being back on a stage and i was like well that's that's a good feeling yeah that's that says good things that's great yeah last week we did the podcast you know i was up in washington uh so i you know i got to spend a week with my family uh up there they you know we've all been pretty careful uh we we couldn't go like visit our grandparents or anything but yeah. uh you but yeah i got, got yes uh so we did get to see them but from afar and we were all in masks and it's just like oh it's sad like when, when's the next time i'll be able to see them without a mask or something so never they're 80. It's possible. You're going to look like Bane every time. Uh, but yeah, no, so like I had a great time up there, but then, yeah, coming back, it was just like, oh man, that kind of hit me. Uh, yeah. That night I came back and then uh, immediately got thrown back into work. So I'm back in like a workspace, which is ridiculous for the restaurant industry. And I've kind of switched. They, they have me now in the uh, front of house, like, working with customers and it's like i don't know if i feel totally comfortable about this they, right. they say we have everything sanitized and we're very very careful but that's not going to stop everything so i don't know do you yeah, need masks uh we have masks uh but th they haven't provided any masks yet which is kind of stupid so i'm kind of cycling between three right now are are they reusable masks yes okay cool <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I'm borrowing some that we're washing and we kind of got a, a stockpile. But yeah, yes. 
Trying, I mean, I'm try, we're trying to say it as safe as possible. I'm, but uh, yeah, it's it's weird. I'm, I'm feeling. I've been feeling this weird this past week, like doing it. It's like, but the, but they said if you ever feel like super uncomfortable, that's fine. We'll just lay you off again. You can collect unemployment. Don't do anything. Where do you work? McMinimins. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like the company, but yeah, I don't know how how to feel about what's going on because they got this uh, the small business loan from the federal government for mm-hmm. reopening, but they had to hire a certain proportion of their staff back to get just to get the money. So we're clearly not making money besides what they're just going to pay us, like the, from the government. So. Who knows? Who knows how long it's going to last? I make all the gluten-free pizza crust in Portland. Oh, wow. Yes. I've I've eaten them. Great yes, job. you definitely have. I probably touched it. Well, good. All right. I had gloves on. Okay. <laughs> that was the question. And I wash my hands a lot. My boss watches everyone when they wash their hands, and he counts under his breath and then mutters. <laughs> At well, least you know it's safe. Uh, McMinimins, uh, you know, has the, the distillery out at Edgefield, so they've actually been making hand sanitizer. I saw that. Yeah, the just denatured ethyl alcohol, in a, and they like they already have the branded label. I'm just like, come on. I mean, why not? I, I it's cool. It's cool that they have the capability, because you know. I that means I kind of have this endless supply of hand sanitizer at work I wouldn't otherwise have so yeah they're doing something you know what I found I I realized that the hand sanitizer I'm using now is from last year when I went to my festival in Alaska it was in my goodie bag and so this is from then that's like a shout out to Cass Smiley (laughs) for prepping because that's what Alaskans do, always over-prepping. <laughs> and we're always right. I couldn't find any hand sanitizer or rubbing alcohol that was above the prerequisite amount that when you dilute it with aloe, it actually still sanitizes shit. So I got 60% rubbing alcohol in wintergreen from the Dollar Tree and then dehydrated it by adding a bunch of kosher salt and siphoned the top out and then it was like closer to like 91% then and then I mixed it with aloe so that's what I've been using that's crazy that's good to know I like how mine was all luck and yours was I'm a fucking science this (laughs) shit (laughs) well I was um I don't get sick, but when very often, but when I do, I get really, really, really sick. Like, like I can't move for two weeks, and like I have to throw away the mattress I was on because I've completely soaked it in my sweat. So I was like, this is gonna be the big sick because I haven't had a big sick in a couple years. <laughs> and it's I was time. like, this is gonna be the fucking one. Like you fucking watch. And I, I decided that I wasn't gonna. Yeah. I made a bunch of masks. I gave them to everyone I know. I've been bleaching my apartment building, all the rails every day. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've I've been feeling it. Like you gotta get, uh, you gotta get real deep into it. 
Like that's what she said. Whoa. Uh, you know what, guys? I think uh, I think this is gonna bring us fairly handily into today's phrase of the day. Oh, uh, really? And I'm I'm gonna say that it's uh, processing the trauma. Sort of an extension of love in the process here. Yeah. Uh, but more going into how we're handling, like, like you and I are, are using this time to funnel our creative efforts. You know, um, yeah. you you've made articles for the website uh, making fun of Tiger King and Joe Exotic. Yeah. Um, I just wrote a whole article about <laughs> the first four episodes of Tower of God and how yes, excited I am about that coming out. Um, you know, we do the podcast. Um, between open mics for me, I'm sure Red, I'm sure you do some of the Shady Pines open mics also. I have not done any of the Shady Pines open mics. Ooh. It's because I don't understand Skype. Uh, it's this, but not. Look, I try, and the other thing is like, every time I try to sign up for Skype, it's like, what's your password? And I'm like, it's this. And then they're like, ah, oh, it's not. But like your phone number is attached to this email address that you don't know the fucking password is anymore. Like it's a whole fucking thing. It's very stressful. Yeah, I get that. I, I just got this new computer because like I've never had I'm a I'm older than all of you. <laughs> I, you don't know that. I, I, I don't believe it. You you look uh, 23. <laughs> what the fuck were you going to say? <laughs> I thought 15 was too low. <laughs> it just... <laughs> You're correct. It was. It was. It's fine. I mean, like when I when 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 I was 15, 29 year old dudes were trying to smash, and a few of them succeeded. So. Oh dear God. Hey, you know what? I am a woman of the world. Don't insult. (laughs) I. I, You can do whatever you like. I. I just like I feel like I feel like a scummy 29 year old most of the time. Like. (laughs) The thing is, is like, have you ever had? Sex with a fifteen-year-old when you were twenty-nine. No. I was gonna say, Charlie, you're not a, a scummy you're person, fine. though. Yeah, you're you're fine. Okay, thank you. I I don't. I the mean, the fact that you feel like a scummy person means that you're not a scummy person. <laughs> thank you. Do you understand? Yes. It's like crazy. I appreciate that. My network bandwidth is low. Oh no. Yeah, we were having. But have you problem. tried giving it weed? Because then it'd be high. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we need to take a break. Oh, my internet connection is unstable. Oh, yeah. Boy, these are the okay. same things my girlfriend said about me last relationship. That your your internet connection is unstable? It's doing it I'm now. unstable and we need to take a break. No. Oh, uh, no. The meeting has been... No, it's been upgraded by the host and now includes unlimited minutes. Hell Boom. yeah. Boom. Nothing yeah, to worry about. Yeah, Zoom sometimes gives us that the but my network up. bandwidth is still low well, well uh, wait no it's back i don't know it's because it'll, it'll sort it's, itself out just it's because i have three adults all with serious internet addictions and i'm including myself in that look it's it's on like it's like the check engine light on your car just just <laughs> ignore it this is why i don't have a car is because like I fucking I like I will drive a car until it just falls apart. Oh yeah. Or I total it like I did my truck. <laughs> I was sober and it was the middle of the day and it was not my fault. 
Doctor. I believe one of those things. I hit a dude Merlin. No way. I did. He was you, like he was like a dad, you know. The fact he had that his you know wife. his name definitely makes it sound. We had to ex- we had to exchange insurance information, but like sure. I called my mom to tell her that I happened. She started ready screaming she was at me. With that response. I started. She started screaming at me, and I just handed the phone to Merlin's wife, and I was like, <laughs> "Can you please tell my mom it wasn't my fault because it wasn't. <laughs> like it was like a three four car pile up that I happened to be at the end of." That Damn sounds Merlin. like it's your fault. It was not my fault. No, Merlin's doing some crazy magic shit. I don't, I don't trust it. Merlin was really nice, and we oh. both had State Farm, so, you know. Oh. Uh, like was a good he neighbor. a good neighbor? He was a good neighbor. They were really super nice. He also thought I was dead because I was, like, slumped over the wheel screaming because my airbag had deployed, and I was like, fuck my truck, I'm gonna be late to work. I was on time to work, by the way. He thought a screaming person was dead? No, I screamed, and then I was like that, and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, no. I was, yeah, I was very upset. It was really scary. Yeah, I bet. Damn. But, Chris, how do we get over the trauma? (laughs) <laughs> well, get and so uh, I don't know about get over, but process it right. And so, Red, one of the things you've done with, uh, especially some of the things we were just discussing, the uh, the more body uh, sections of your past have definitely made their way into poetry. Uh, how did how did you even get started on like becoming a poet, like uh. going out on stage to perform that shit? Um, I started doing it when I was like 15, when I was living in the San Fernando Valley. There was a place called the Cobalt Cafe that had an open mic reading every Tuesday, run by a guy named Rick Lupert, who's the shit. I love him. Um, And it was like one of the longest running open mics, poetry open mics ever. Uh, And I started there. And then, yeah, really, really like attention. I can I can definitely feel that. Uh, Sorry. No, not like because that's I also go on stage and say obscene things. You've seen it. I've yeah. I've done it at Eastburn. Well, you've been there. It's been great. Hey, uh, Shady Pines is doing a, a has a radio station now, and they're looking for shows. If you want to send this one in, actually. Oh boy. Hey, yeah. hey, Charlie. <laughs> hey, what's up? How how you feel about that executive decision right now? Uh, I would be down for that. You let's, should let's you should check that out. Yeah. yeah, for sure. They're looking for stuff because I love those two. They're good people, Brian and Callie. And supposedly they're still getting married in June. Oh wow! Zoom well, wedding. Yeah, you just do it alone, right? Well, yeah, but like. They haven't super canceled it yet. My friend who was getting married in early June has canceled it and rescheduled it for September. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I would be so like reticent to even try and reschedule anything because like we don't know when anything's going to be better or open or you know. I'm just like, I mean, like I got married on Halloween at a courthouse and sent out a MySpace invite and told all my friends to show up. Great. Yeah. And yeah, then see. we went back to my house and got very, very, very drunk and ate cheesecake and roast beef. 
Hell yeah. See, all of that sounds very much like what I the would do. The entire wedding cost $500. Except nice. I would also add ranch. Yes, you would. You know, I didn't start <laughs> liking ranch until I was like in my 30s. I mean, it's fine. You developed taste pickles. in your 30s. Pickles are the best. They're I, pretty good. I always love them. Or pickles. Bloody Marys. I actually just came to Bloody Marys like in the past year. And now I'm angry every Sunday that I can't have them. <laughs> Red, Red, as soon as I can hug people again, you you get one. A oh. hug or a Bloody Mary? <laughs> a Bloody Mary. I think yes. she wants a Bloody Mary. I actually, I, oh shit, do y'all go to Safeway still? Yeah. I have been, yeah. Okay, so Safeway, there is a Bloody Mary mix called Five Pepper. If you like a spicy Bloody Mary mix, you do not need to add anything to it. That the spicy Bloody Mary mix. It is. You need to use ice though. Was like, that, don't was that Dracula? That. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it was bad, is what it was. Are you Slavic at all? I don't. I feel like you're mostly just Irish. Well, I'm yeah. a lot of German and Italian and Irish and Scottish. Like and Michael some Fassbender. Indian. He's German and Irish. Oh, yeah. I'm just European. I'm a European mutt. <laughs> European. Half of that is like super Jewy, and then the half is like super French and British. I'm just British, that's it. That's cool. I really love Doctor Who. <laughs> I like that that's your go to. It because is. Because I love Doctor Who as well. So, like. Do you want to know what my dog is named? What? Can I? Captain Jack Barkness. Oh, that's even that the sickest name. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's good. Cool. Oh, can, can I show Captain... you my Doctor Who things? Uh, yes, oh, please. I thought you were gonna show me your dog, and I was more excited. But this is also good. You'll see him too. Good. <laughs> see, this is the kind of hard-hitting content, the documentary stuff you don't see. Boom. This is this is like right here, raw. All right, now we're gonna we're going, going live. on to Doctor Who things in the house. All right, uh, so number one, here's this. It's it's my dad got it for me. That's See, cool. Tom Baker stained glass kind of thing. Yeah, my yeah. dad I will say has met Tom Baker. They live very close together in England right now, and so Tom Baker will come to the the grocery store, and like say stuff over the intercom as the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Here is the prize. It is a pipe that is a Dalek. Dude! See, that, that's cool. Right, Chris, I know you're all on top of that. You love melty pipes. I am I am <laughs> absolutely about that. The flask. That's sick. I love that design. That kind of minimalist. Behold. It's also backwards, which is why pipe. I got it for sale. Yes. Well, the, um, oh, and then this is a kippah because I'm a big Jew and it has a TARDIS on it. Wow, that's sick. Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab something real quick. I'll be right back. Right, tell me I don't have the best guests. <laughs> I used to have fezes. But I do not anymore. Like Doctor Who fezes or fezes in general? Well, I got black ones because I like to be different. You know how it is. Yeah. I've seen you. Fuck you. 
<laughs> I actually have I actually have two TARDIS blankets on my bed, but I can only find the one. <laughs> have you guys been to the TARDIS room? Of course. Yes. I played a show there. Have you ever actually gotten the homemade ice cream they have? Because every time I've gone, they haven't had it. I didn't know they had any. I have never been there in the summertime either. I was there in November, and I was talking to the like, guy about it. Literally, I went, and then the fucking cashier was so tired, and she's like, there's never any ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to the owner, and the guy's like, yeah, we sell way, way, way more money in ice cream than in the fish and chips or anything else we do. So that ice cream shop pays for the TARDIS room to exist, essentially, and he does, does whatever he wants. That's how I feel about Mississippi Pizza. Oh, yeah. Because they're my parent company, and that we're the ones that keep them fucking afloat financially. Yeah. <laughs> that place fucking hemorrhages money. I'm sure. Ah, oh, shit. Don't put that out there. My boss will be mad at me. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's uh, okay. We can, we can do fun, spicy things. We'll do some fun, spicy things. Uh... Yeah, Chris. So, so uh, yeah, we've uh, we've got a few segments that we uh, that we do on the show here. Uh, yes. Charlie, you got you got anything for us today? Well, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the news um, because uh, it's kind of been a weird week and <laughs> and stuff going on. Uh, you guys hear about Kim Jong Un and the and the rumors going on there? A so little. I might be dead. He might not. Yeah, we we. I we're just. Not sure. I just suspended my Facebook, so like all I've seen is Instagram memes. So I know there's something going on, but that's it. Yeah, I really try not to go on Facebook for news or anything, so I, I haven't been looking there. But uh, like stuff just on YouTube uh, from the New York Times and stuff assessing like satellite imagery that shows that he might be in a hospital, but they're not sure, or they've seen his personal train, so maybe he's still traveling. Japanese news has now reported that he's uh, he's fine. Or no, Japanese news said something about a vegetative state. South Korea now says that he's fine. So it's like, how do we get these? Like, how do we sort this out? This is like an administration that's famously secretive. Like, how do you tease the the truth out of that? And you know, will his sister then take over? Uh, can uh, from what Yu, I hear is only sorry. worse right so yeah I also got like a really fucking weird ad on Facebook that was like North Korea related right huh. before I fucking deleted it and I'm wondering it was like tour North Korea for 2010 I have a screenshot of it somewhere what, 2010 they're and, a little like, late <laughs> picture was weird back then maybe it was okay no north korea has not been okay for a while but north korea is best okay korea. i found it okay like can you see the picture that's a dick into the enchanted country of north korea He's, he's just looking at a giant cucumber like it's the weirdest ad like this is for real <laughs> Huh. It's like a sponsored ad that was on That's Facebook. Wild. It's so weird. Why would that? Oh, that's crazy. Dude, right? That's why I took a screenshot of it. Like, why does this exist? 2,516, 15 people like this. <laughs> that's crazy. 
We take screenshots of like almost everything. That's, I think that's a good policy because there's so many of those things uh, where you're like, they just slip away into nothingness. Yeah, just like, kind of, and then you're just sitting there thinking about it like 20 minutes later, like what? Have like, too to many really times that. assumed that I can just Google image search some like random words put together and I'll be able to find the thing, and then I oh jump. yeah. And I'm like, either, no, it existed. I'm not crazy. You get either like three million unrelated results or nothing. And it's just like, what? I'm not. Uh, yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. All right, Charlie, what else we got in the news going oh, on? Oh, also in the news. So uh, New York City, obviously, been hit pretty hard by this. A lot of populations stacked on top of each other. Uh, so to try and mitigate... Uh, you know, people contaminating each other. Uh, they set up an email hotline. You can email in pictures of people who are not social distancing to rat them out, right? Which, okay. like, right, right away is like, that's kind of a dick move. Why would you do that? Big Brother's watching. Well, and, I mean, I get, I get wanting to make sure that the people who are not taking care of other people... Yeah. You know, needing some kind of a recourse. Yeah, I, I mean, what else? What else is there? It's kind of understandable, but uh, so right away, uh, New New York City residents kind of responded in ultimate New York City fashion by sending just thousands upon thousands of dick pics into this hotline. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple thousand pictures of penises. And... Good ass praxis. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's kind of a, a rebellion if you will right new york's official <laughs> motto of i ain't no fucking snitch yeah exactly uh yeah it's so just stuff like that's been going on obviously trump saying uh this past week that you know just inject uh some kind of disinfectant or cleanser into your body like the, what that's mental and, or uh, or some kind of heat source or really bright light, you know, that'll do it. Look, that's what I'm doing. UV light. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just just stand over there and shine on us, and we're clean now. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about. I mean, that's kind of all the news that's fit to print this, mm. this week. Okay. Well, we like to do a couple of fun games on the show. Yes, we do, Chris. One of my favorites lately so uh, has been Who Would Win? Mm, I love this game. Now, I do want to, but before we get into that, I do want to stop for a second. Red, I apologize. We've been terrible hosts. We always do this. We oh, forget God. to let you know Yes. that you have under your chair your very own invisible bag of guest points. Okay. <laughs> There's yours to keep. No one can take those. Ever, ever. Those are yours, okay? They're they're a handy treat for being on the show. Now, points are generally awarded for being funny, sassy, snarky, uh, uh, pop culture references, you know, uh, things that you're just, you're impressed or, or think are really funny. Those are things that you would award points for. And I just want you to not be... Uh, shy about awarding points if you feel that they should be awarded. Okay? Do you? 
or to, to what? To anybody, to yeah. you also you get You all get points. all of my points because you guys are wonderful and hilarious. Oh, thanks. Aww. Thank you for telling me about the points now. <laughs> but but now you have, I mean, you still have more points. There's always I mean, more points. They are eternal. They are inexhaustible. They are a resource of the cosmos. My mom had a thing called brownie points that I had to earn, and those were <laughs> exhaustible. Oh, I see. Tell them how your mom was very Have much I like, mentioned I do not love you conditionally. Yeah. You get, you get, uh, <laughs> now, now it is, I mean, so, uh, you've heard like the, the tendies, like the, the dudes who love the chicken tenders. It's like, I got the good boy points. Can I get the tendies? Like, chicken nuggies. Can I have chicken tenders? Oh, I want, oh, I want chicken tenders. Chicken nuggies. So gross. I love them. They're, oh, they're, adorable. they're wonderful. I found a Mexican place that makes a burger that tastes exactly like In-N-Out burgers. Wow. Huh. Where, where is it? Can you divulge this information? I don't remember right now, but I will text Chris the information. Okay. I also don't want people fucking going there and fucking me shit up. That's that's fair enough. If if you don't want to tell us, that's fine. But... No, I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> we <laughs> but the rest of our else. fan base can go suck a dick. <laughs> you can go suck a dick. You can go to like the the actual In and Out that's forty five minutes from here and probably not as good. Yeah. I don't know what In and Out is. Anyway, so uh, we have a couple of fun games we like to do on the podcast. One of them lately is who would win. Okay. Now, uh, I'm going to give you two contestants, okay? They're going to be matched against each other in a specific kind of contest, okay? Sometimes it'll make perfect sense for these characters, and sometimes it'll be something that'll seem very outlandish, but if you actually get into the history of your characters, you will usually learn that there's some reason why this is the contest these two are having. Now, my first one... And I, and I want you to know that I had to get the appropriate level of stoned at some point today, okay? <laughs> because this this is Beast from X-Men Yes. versus Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, damn. Okay. Now, when I'd originally written it, it was arm wrestling contest. And mm-hmm. then I got stoned enough, and I was like, fuck this, and I squiggled out arm. And now it's WWE-style wrestling contest. Who wins? Oh man! Wow, that's intense. Okay, so let's let's think this through. So, Beast from Beauty and the Beast, he's a prince of some kind of f- French kingdom. We are led to believe definitely something European. Uh, in the 18th or 19th century, he's French. He's definitely French. It's a French myth. Okay. Right. Exactly. And are so are you hol- holding a character? Ooh. Is that baby Yoda? <laughs> this is a sock monkey. I feel safer because we're talking, oh. talking about beast. hypotheticals. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, I did mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. The uh, so Beast but... from X Men versus Beast from Beauty and the Beast in a WWE style wrestling match. Now I'm gonna assume that. The beast from the X-Men, Hank McCoy, has at some point actually seen WWE wrestling. So he might yeah. be a little be might have that much of an edge. Uh, but I think the beast from Beauty and the Beast coming out with the tailcoat 
and the you know the whole oh, thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Got to play it all up. He's got and not like he he doesn't even know what's going on. He just wants to fight somebody, <laughs> and he's like his own character, and he's just and he's just his, like his what inside is chick is always in the yellow with the with the ball gown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lines. Yeah, Belle comes out. She like does a little tag team action. I don't know. Can she be really ripped? Absolutely. <laughs> of course. Cool, like, cool. Like, 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 just like it. shoulders. Like, you just want to see the ripple of the shoulders. <laughs> so, uh, so that, so maybe that could be so compelling compared to like Hank McCoy just going out there trying to be I mean, Macho Hank Man McCoy Randy Savage. Shows up already in a unitard, right? That's true. He's he's already dressed for the job he wants. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's. I want blue. to be a scientist. <laughs> And like you said, he's he's going to have a better idea of how to appeal to the audience. Yeah. Which, as you know, in WWE-style wrestling is really what matters. Even if you're stronger than the other person, if the crowd likes the other person more, they're the one who's going to win that fight. That's how that gets scripted. So it's going to eventually come down to who we think can pull the crowd to their side better. That's true. I don't think I'll ever find an answer, but I will say it's an amazing question, and I applaud you. <laughs> There's so much nuance in it. Um, so again, for McCoy's side, you know, we've got uh, his knowledge of science. Maybe he could like figure out a way to transform like mid-match. Like that's pretty compelling. Do like a whole blue werewolf type thing. Oh yeah, a blue Teen Wolf type thing. <laughs> Teen Wolf, Michael J. Fox. No, I've seen it. It's a good movie. Uh, I I was looking at Chris's blank expression of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. You know what it is. Uh, was it Teen Wolf one or two that it was the boxing match? I don't remember. I th- I think it was one. I hope it was one. Anyway. I never cared enough. <laughs> I'm one sorry. Of them, one of them had a boxing match. So that kind of related, but anyway, uh, yeah, I'm I'm going solidly going for the X Man, the uh, the going Beast for, Hank McCoy. For Hank McCoy. Like okay. I think I think it'll be it's a tight match, but uh, I'm going McCoy because the big blue man. Like, come on. All right. I'm, all right. I'm gonna go with McCoy, but just from from my perspective like the beast like literally just like gaslights and stockholm syndrome's bell into loving him so i have some issues there is yeah, that that's fair enough see and which strikes him as a heel which puts him in the villain spot which would correct. make correct and he and the thing is is like wwe is not a like it it has a more working class appeal and then if you have this fucking like Ponzi motherfucker with like ribbons in his goddamn hair and like a oh, little yeah. fucking coat, they're gonna be like, "Fuck this guy! He's a bougie piece of shit." Yeah, he would definitely be a heel like right away in WWE yeah. terms, and uh, he'd be hanging out with all, all the the bad boys, Randy Orton. That kind of thing. <laughs> well, okay, I feel like we've we've come to a solid consensus on this one, guys. And I yeah. really like Beast from X Men a lot. Dude, Nicholas Holt, who played him in the last few, uh, he, he and I are like the exact, <laughs> and, and Chris, we are all the same age. <laughs> so I, I like that guy. He's nice. Okay, okay. Guys, 
Uh, I want you to remember that I had to get the appropriate levels of stone for some of yes. these questions. Um, Jane Silent Bob versus <laughs> Harold and Kumar. Oh boy. In an episode of Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Who can actually make it to the end of the episode and get where they're supposed to be going? Now, yeah. to give you an idea of how they get stuck here, okay? We're gonna say they get thumped into a different dimension using some peyote that they smoked that they shouldn't have. In Jay and Silent Bob's case, it's because Jay found it on the side of the road and bought it from a drifter. And in Harold and Kumar's case, uh, Kumar bought it from a dude at Princeton. Now, one... <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. When they get sent into this alternate dimension, they are told that at this castle is a hot and heavy princess that wants to bang. In Jay and Silent Bob's case, uh, Jay. In Harold and Kumar's case, Kumar. I'm not oh, buying the motivation. Why not? Because just wanting to bang. That is that is eighty percent of the driving force for both Jay and for Kumar. That's fair. For every decision they make in life. No, All right, true. fine. No, my story checks out. All right. <laughs> no, you're right in the context of the characters. I was thinking in like a broader sense. Yeah. Like no. a broader narrative sense where it was actually like, you know, good. Not Good regular narrative. people. No, these are sociopaths. Fucking. <laughs> oh, no. Sociopaths are fun, though, if you know what they are. <laughs> and that's how Silent Bob makes it through the day. Correct. But okay, so who makes it through an episode of Door of the Explorer first? Let's, let's, uh, I, I want to explore more, more of this Dora, uh, scenario. Uh, so is it, is it Harold after he got married to Maria and she got mm. pregnant or is it like, which, which Harold and Kumar is it? I'm going to say after the first, uh, Harold and Kumar, but before the second Harold and Kumar. Okay. Okay. Then Jay and Silent Bob make it through. Why? Yeah. Why them so instead of their, their character arcs? Well, they do learn, especially in the fucking uh the I'm really really I'm on a number of different things. The Boo Boo <laughs> Kitty fuck one. Yeah, yeah. Jay and Silent yeah, Bob. Yeah, like I bad. feel like that that's one where like Jay actually grows as a person. But like for the most part, the character arcs are consistent. Like they don't really change that much. Right. That's why it makes sense for them the to world. be a comic book character. Whereas with Harold and Kumar, they both change throughout the movies, which is why I wanted to know like which one. And so like if we're talking about like before the second one, then Jane Silent Bob would a hundred percent win it. Because at that point, they're stronger characters. I do think that the character arc of them, like, after he, like, impregnates his wife and he's, like, got that, like, ah, oh, I'm a dad, testosterone, I'll fuck your shit up, he would absolutely <laughs> make it to the end. Charlie, thoughts? 
here's here's where I'm wondering. This is this is the first hurdle that uh, I think that these guys are coming to. There should be at least two hurdles and then a final thing for the map. Yeah, absolutely. And the first <laughs> one is usually the grumpy old troll who lives under the bridge. <laughs> now, the grumpy old troll likes to sing and and dance and also yell at you. Uh, and he's just a grumpy old troll. Those are all yeah. things that Jay also loves to do. So I'm, yeah, that's kind of where I'm coming from, where I'm like, they're going to relate on some level. Whereas I feel like Harold and Kumar are going to have some kind of problem, some kind of issue with the troll, and that's going to set them back while Jay and Sidebowler are like, oh, like. I think they're going to have the same answer. They're both going to offer that dude weed. That's true. Oh. Yeah. No, oh. Jay will sell, try to sell him weed. <laughs> Kumar will try to give him weed. Right. Ooh, yeah. Does that I'm... mean, does that put Kumar in the lead? I don't know. That's for you to decide. I, because I, the troll, I don't know how much the troll smokes. I assume some, you know. <laughs> Have you heard his voice? <laughs> I'm the grumpy old troll. Yeah. He sounds like a rejected munchkin from Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's that's most trolls. I, I, I'd appreciate it if you quit talking about my people like that, though. Oh. It's a little bit hurtful. Um, In the Terry Pratchett universe, trolls are made out of rock. The Rick. Oh, so yeah. See, Terry Pratchett universe. There, there. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you about because because I love the Terry Pratchett universe. Uh, but. <laughs> I've been told uh, that I should start that series. Yes, you absolutely 100% sure right now. You, you know what I love is that Somebody give me some I've, I've read most of the, the books, but um, you could really start, I think, with any of them because they're so cool by themselves. I would recommend for you, Chris, to start with Going Postal. I love Going like, Postal. Arcs. Going Postal is amazing. I just reread it. And Did have you, you read... Did you read the Tiffany Aching? And yes, I have seen the Netflix. It was fine. Uh, no, I have not read the one you mentioned, Tiffany Aching. Wait, Netflix did Terry Pratchett? Uh, it, yeah, he did Hog. Like they did Hogfather, which is a like my favorite Christmas movie to watch. Hey, if quarantine's over, we should all get together and like do watch Hogfather. Okay. Cool. Yes. I'll make food. Chris can testify. I'm a really good cook. It's it's pretty good. Chris can testify I'm a pretty good cook too. That is I'll also true. Uh, I put the cooking a uh, uh, new episode of the cooking show up this morning. <laughs> but okay, so Tiffany Aching the final book that he wrote was the final book in the Tiffany Aching series. Right, okay. So like, the, and like he knew he, cause like he chose to die. Yeah, he had, he had that big tumor, right? No, he had uh, early onset dementia. Oh, right, right, okay. And he said when he could no longer make stories, he was gonna let go. And, like, that was just some, you know, that was the thing. So, like, and so the book was sort of like his goodbye. Yeah. And it's I, really beautiful. I, I will. And I got a tattoo. Oh. Yeah, I honestly love the Discworld series. Uh, yeah, Going Postal, absolutely, I'd recommend. And the, specifically, the the Going Postal miniseries I thought was pretty cool. The two episodes. It was good. It was good, and I really liked who they picked to play Sakharis and Chris Block. They picked Tams and Greg. Yeah. 
I love her in so many things, including. It was, it was a really excellent cast. Richard Coyle, I love. Uh, Charles Dance, of course, is fantastic. Just like, he's like, oh yeah, I'll be in it, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, I'm really excited that we now have made so many strides in CGI because I would like to see Tiffany aching as like a mini series and you need CGI to do the knack-knack fables, which are tiny blue angry Scotsman. Yes. Chris. For the free men. The wee free men, Chris. So that's Tiffany aching. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so... <laughs> I've read some of the series, yeah. Okay, so you, okay, so read. You should you should read the I, rest of it in the last one. I'm not gonna ruin it for you, but it'll break your heart in the best way. I don't. Yeah, it's like no spoilers, please. If it's a thing mm. I'm gonna read, then I don't do spoilers. No, 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 no. I'm very good at not doing the spoilers. Okay, but also, who's gonna make it through an episode of Dora the Explorer first? I fucking Jane, already told you. Jane and Silent Bob. Yeah. Jane and Silent Bob. That's I, our I official answer. Him. Okay. Like they're gonna do it, like no matter what. Like, I I think they're just gonna like kind of wiggle their way out of any problems they can come across, and it's not like in in that universe they have a sort of bubble around them where they do not come to any actual harm. There is always a fucking like ghost of the machine, or you know, just like (laughs) they just miss. Yeah. Right, so they can exactly right. So like they fall through the plot holes. There are fewer plot holes in Harold and Kumar, or at least of those neat like of those types of plot holes yeah. that happen in Kevin Smith movies that are there for funsies. Yeah, I love Kevin Smith. He's great. Thirty-seven oh, yeah. decks. Okay, that makes sense. Now you would ask me a bit about. Uh, when we were first starting uh, getting set up today about about my, my posters here and, and what they are. Uh, starting on the left here or is this left to you guys? I don't know. But it's right. Left, it's, stage, it's stage left. Yeah, stage left. Uh, this is the poster for Na- No Game No Life Zero which was a, uh, an anime movie that went to the Kiggins Theater here in Vancouver, Washington. And I went to that showing and got me a poster out of it. So it is uh, one of the most colorful things I own, and so it became part of my backdrop here. That's uh, On this side is something Charlie recognizes as yes. it is a poster for Rainbow Electric's uh, show at the Goodfoot back on April 24th of 2019 Uh, one year ago yeah a little over a year ago Uh, and it is signed Chris Rocks but it's spelled Uh, R-O-X signed by one Joshua Metz and then here my favorite thing Um, this is a poster that is technically stolen Um, I used to sell fireworks for a couple of summers in Corvallis of course you did yeah, I would just quit whatever job I was doing. One time it was a Safeway, one time it was a Taco Bell, and I would just go sell fireworks out in Corvallis. And I would, I, so I would, uh, usually yes. I would be doing firework sales during the day, which by the way, it turns out I'm fucking great at. And then <laughs> secondly, uh, I would then go back no, to No, I this need guy's to recover. Place. Give me, give me five <laughs> seconds to recover from the fact that you were a fucking firewood salesman in the woods. It's not in the That's woods. Awesome. We were in the parking lot of a Safeway. That's the woods. 
<laughs> I've already written you. No, no, you're you're going into this as you saw. You saw. It's more romantic if I say you did it in the woods. It's pretty great. Um, it's the only time I've ever been slapped with thirty thousand dollars cash. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> These are rookie I have, numbers, dude. I have that Snapchat saved in my phone. Um. So yeah, and and uh, while I was uh, selling fireworks, we had finally broken their goal of thirty thousand dollars in profits for a year. Um, wow! And so they they send you posters with the fireworks, and he was like, "Well, they don't even ever ask for these back, and we put them up all over the place already." So does anybody want some extras? And like this great grizzlies one, one reminds me of Alaska for some reason. You know, and then two with all the tie dye, I figure it's gonna look really good under a black light once I get some set up in here. And so, uh, yeah, that is that is my excitement for that poster. Plus, I, I like the poster. Super, it's a good poster. I super miss uh, selling fireworks. Honestly, it was a lot of fun. You should you should write about it. Oh yeah. Were you like? Were you like that scene in Joe Dirt when he goes yeah. out? Oh my god, okay, so we, we reenacted that scene. I need you to understand that. We... It got super hot one day and everything got real slowed down, and so Brendan's behind the register. Then I walked up to him and I'm looking around, I'm like, Are you telling me? You ain't got... And I'd got... <laughs> I'd rewatched the scene like four times to make sure I'd have it right, and I just ran through the whole damn list. And just, oh man, it was everything that we needed that day. It was I feel weird. like a lot of fireworks uh, salespeople would know that scene specifically. Like, we, yeah, we did. Everybody in that tent knew it. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's awesome. We're, I've never done anything like that. Red, Red, what's your weirdest job? Can you, can you, uh, even if it's just like a, a, a volunteer thing or something that you do that was odd. I wouldn't say that it was the weirdest job, but the consequences of it were definitely the weirdest. Is like I worked for a, an attorney for a while who got weird, and then I quit, and then he stalked me, and then I was involved in like a whole legal thing against him. Wow. Uh-huh. He was in the papers. You can Google it. It's Andrew. If you Google Andrew Long Portland stalking, you'll get a bevy of articles. <laughs> Wow. That's, I mean... Processing is, the trunk. So that was really Processing weird. the trunk. Is that something you're willing to divulge on the on the airs? Yeah, like, what do you mean by got weird, I guess? I mean, like, it's weird to be in a work environment where, like, someone is... When you're supposed to be working for someone and then that person is, like, being inappropriate and hitting on you. Yeah, yeah. And like he wanted me to be like his kid's new mom. Oh no! Like it was no like it's fucking like read the articles because they like it's not it's just kind of like a nickel version of it, but they have like accounts of like text messages that he sent to another personal assistant, like the one that came after me. Wow! Super cool. (laughs) He's been disbarred. Well, yeah, I would. I would assume so. Yeah, I would hope so. So Prison. that probably was the weirdest. 
Chris, have you, you had any weird, weird workplace situations like that? I mean, nothing like that. I mean, oh. the... The weirdest thing I've ever had was probably when I was... Uh, <laughs> when I was doing plumbing, heating, and electrical back in Alaska. Because that was me and another dude working out of his garage. Like, there was no company, really. We were just two dudes. Yeah. And we had a truck and some knowledge, kind of. And, like, doctors would just pay us way more than I thought they should to do things that I wasn't sure we should be doing. <laughs> and... Because, <laughs> like... Oh, my God. Andy's day starts with getting a six-pack of the strongest beer he can find. And then we would split that while we would down um, some Ritalin and then chug a rock star and have what he called hobo's breakfast, which is where we would take sweetened condensed milk and then crumble up Pop-Tarts into that and eat that with a spoon. <laughs> and so... Do you want diabetes? Because that's how you get diabetes. That's how <laughs> that's we like... started our day. And then we would wow. go and work on people's houses. I feel like I should move to Alaska. It's wild. <laughs> I feel like I would like just fit in there immediately. You wouldn't be turned away. I'll give you that. We'll see. That's how long because there are not a lot of women there. I'm not stupid, Chris. Well, <laughs> there's that too. <laughs> I uh, I worked at a. I'm uh, like at a solid Alaska eight, which I'm told is a Boston seven. I don't know anything about Boston, but I would definitely call you eight or nine. In Alaska, and like I grew up in Los Angeles. I'm, like I'm a, still me. That's whatever. <laughs> I don't live in Alaska, Red. Anyway, my weirdest job situation. <laughs> I worked at this bowling alley in the kitchen, and the uh, the chef. He called himself Chef. He had gone to school for like pastry, and then just lied his way into this job as head chef at a bowling alley. Solid. Respectable. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm here for it. I can do that. And, yeah. then, uh, and then he hired this guy who uh, had gone to Oregon Culinary Institute and he said, okay, so he's the sous chef. You know, guy's my age and he would come in and do nothing and I'd be sitting there like doing all the prep list and he's just like sitting there like resetting the thermometers or whatever. And then he'd tell me, he's like, I hate this job. It's so boring. And I'm like, yeah, you don't do anything. Yeah, right. And so he not once, not twice, but three times went on Facebook to talk about how shitty his job was. And he's friends with everybody he works with. So he got fired. And he came back in after he was fired. And I was there for this. And he came in and said, yes, it's discrimination. You fired me because I'm gay. It was like, Nobody knew you were gay. Like, no. That is not he's what like, happened, sir. He's like, you you fired it because I'm a furry. And I'm like, we also didn't know that. You're just now saying all these things. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. we had no idea, dude. Oh, no. And he's like, and, and so someone took me aside, like, later. Uh, my friend Casey I was closing with. He's like, oh, that guy's brother got arrested. And I'm like, why? He's like, he fucked their dog like literally and like the the guy who got fired that i had worked with 
had written this whole thing about it. He's like, I really love that dog. It's so hard. Like, this is crazy. My brother would never do this. And then, like, he did it. <laughs> He's in jail. Oh, for no. People saw him doing it. So, well, it was weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Wow. Weirdest. I, yep. I think you win. You no. get points. Thanks. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, yes. Cool. That was great. That was my favorite thing that's happened. In a while. <laughs> Congrats. You know, speaking of points, speaking of points. Uh, we are not the only people that have ever earned points on this, this day. Did this you, is true. Did you know this? Red, are you aware that points are awarded throughout time? I, I was given a hint. Where in, the, in time is points, San Diego? <laughs> I'm going to give that points. Oh, thanks. Uh, so today, uh, I would like to check in uh, and discuss Dr. Jonas Salk and award some points to him on this day in historical points. This, this name sounds familiar, Chris. Please continue. Now, uh, <laughs> Jonas Salk was born a Russian Jewish immigrant, uh, or I'm sorry, nice. born, to, born to Russian Jewish immigrants. Um, and he was the first person in his family to go to college where he went to, uh, was New York University School of Medicine, uh, right? And then what this guy did is he's famous for on this day in history, um, the polio vaccine became oh. popularized and available to the general public. Oh yeah. Jonas Salk is the person who, who created that vaccine. I knew I recognized the name. For sure. And so I wanted to go over a brief, just just an idea of this guy's history and his credentials. Yeah. You know, the kinds of things you have to do to be able to instruct people about what to do about a virus. To have the ability to do this in a competent manner. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Political uh, parties is he, is in the United perhaps States. perhaps topical, Chris? Perhaps. It feels, it feels almost like this is relevant. <laughs> Somehow, it's almost like history repeats itself. I'm not angry, you're angry. It doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. <laughs> so, yeah, so, okay. 1939, this guy graduates from New York University School of Medicine and becomes a physician. Now, three years later, we fast forward to 1942, where he goes to the University of Mission on a research fellowship uh, to develop influenza vaccinations, right? And not long after that, he becomes an assistant professor of epidemiology. Like he is just time and time again, putting in the work, specking for being a person who helps out with vaccines. Just putting in the time don't die red we need you to stick around until the end of the episode that'd be great now <laughs> i'm just choking on it on all of these good feelings in 1947 okay he becomes director of vi of the virus research laboratory at university of pittsburgh school of medicine okay just stacking up further and then the march of dimes began funding him so that he could develop the techniques that lead to the polio virus vaccine okay and i need you to understand like this guy had been working on it for a solid four years and then 
people wouldn't believe him that he was right about how to solve the problem. So what he did was go crazy. And he injected himself, his wife, his lab assistant, and his kids with his vaccine. Because until wow. this, no one believed that you could take a dead version of a virus and turn it into a vaccine. And he was but like, they no. they figured that out with smallpox. Mm. Which was, I think that was after him. Yeah. Was it? Because they didn't have needles when they figured out the smallpox thing. Oh. Uh, hmm. Oh, well, yeah, so they, what they did uh, with the, with smallpox, I believe they, they had the scabs of the sores from the actual, yeah. and then what they would do is take those out and put them in just like in envelopes, and you can still, like, they had them for a while. Now, it's I, really gross. Yeah, it was, and so that was kind of the first idea of, yeah, exposure, uh, and then building up the, the immune system, but I think he was the first to suspend it in an actual vaccine. Yeah. Oh, well, that's probably correct. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to rain on your that's parade. That's okay. Oh, no worries. That's why I'm here. Always <laughs> fact check. Yeah, because I'm. I'm a human. I can be wrong about things. Definitely let me know. Um, and then, so yeah, he he injects him, his wife, his lab assistant, his kids, and then fucking not a single negative side effect. Everything's fine. They prove that it works out. And then uh, that. So they didn't have autism. They did not develop autism. Ah, uh, what do you know? <laughs> and uh. so he, uh, <laughs> yeah, April twelfth is when it's officially decided that it's safe and that this is a viable option. That's awesome. April twenty sixth, shit was rolled out across the United States. So I would like to again point out what can happen when confident leadership is involved in the vaccinations of the United States and that this could totally be solved. We have the resources. I am confident that things could be handled better. I'm not angry. You're angry. Anyway. <laughs> Cox for president. <laughs> no, but also check this out. This is also a point where like they vaccinated kids for polio in fucking schools. Like my mom yeah, was yeah. like, I remember fucking lining up and they stabbed me with a fucking big ass needle and they were like, shut up because it was the 50s and children's feelings didn't matter. And that explains why I am the way I am. 1954, yep. Uh, and so they did eventually come up with a different guy, uh, found a way to put it into pill form. And then this guy stopped making any money off of it because they went to mm -hmm. that guy's uh, method. Well, well, uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Salk, when he developed the polio vaccine, he did not patent it very specifically. And he, he wanted it to get out there as much as possible. That's so many of these correct. big pharma companies come up with their idea and patent the formula and then make millions of dollars on it, charging way more. And he's like, no way, we're not doing that. We're trying to save people's lives. Right, yeah. Uh, socialist to me. Oh, yeah. Our experience. Our vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, uh, oh, I'm sad about Bernie, you guys. Yeah. 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 We're all pretty sad about it. We've been playing uh, Super Bernie World here to kind of, uh, as a, as now a I'm just gunning for, for AOC when she's old enough. Oh, that doesn't so, sound she's so cool. at all. <laughs> I feel like she'd be cool as a VP. 
I would watch it. Yes, as I'm all in. You would watch it. You would watch that episode of America. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it it's is. A whole I'm, season. Not, okay. I'm not even like talking down to what you said. I'm agreeing with it. So I mean, look in the in the late '90s, uh, we you know Aaron Sorkin had West Wing, and then after that um, we had Veep, and <laughs> now we get to watch the actual president be actual crazy. <laughs> I saw Idiot. Remember Spin City? I do remember Spin City. That was a that great, was great show. I never watched it. I never really liked it. I would watch Yes Prime Minister though. Hey, nice. That yes was, Prime uh, Minister is good. I was big on Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Like The My- Frighteners is also a solid movie. Frighteners is a great fucking movie. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of that, uh, we've we kind of had the quarantine movie fest idea yeah, a while back. Quarantine movie fest. Is anybody? Uh, made any comments on this i haven't seen any updates well yet. well i just wanted i this past week while i was up with my family i watched a bunch of movies that i wouldn't normally have watched and i just kind of want to throw a couple in there uh maybe you haven't seen or haven't seen in a in a while uh i've watched airplane and then airplane 2 back to back nice uh my brother's kind of of that age now where that's starting to get really funny so we watch nice scene now oh my god you get to introduce him to so many cool caddyshack caddyshack uncle uh, buck uncle buck absolutely we watched uh, a weekend at bernie's he loves that movie that is that is a movie that is perfect yeah he's uh he's super big on like the charlie chaplin and buster keaton kind of silent movie stuff so anything of that physical humor is he is all about it uh so we watched. We actually watched Charlie Chaplin's Gold Rush, uh, which, you know, if you've Have got you shown him the Great Dictator. We. <laughs> I don't think he's gotten to that one yet, but uh, I want to show him the Chaplin movie with uh, Robert Downey Jr. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. I like that movie. It does gloss over the fact that he had sex with a child, but like, it's still a good movie. They kind of talk about it. <laughs> I'm Times not, were different then, and I freely admit that. Yeah, art. You know, Robert Downey Jr. could do no wrong at that point. And I, then, I love Robert Downey Jr. Like great. he just consistently fucks up. More like it's okay, buddy. He's <laughs> everyone's little brother. Yeah, like like if Tom if, shit. if Tom Hanks is America's dad, then Robert Downey Jr. is America's kind of weird uncle. No, that's also Charlie Sheen, though. Uh, well, kind of weird uncle that your friend is like. So, like, where does your uncle live? <laughs> exactly. Like that. Like, like your one weird friend, and by like, me, that I mean me. Uh, it's like, like Charlie. Where, Charlie Sheen definitely is like the weird another weird uncle. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I yeah, feel like is. they're they're probably brothers, and they both are kind of fuck ups in their own way. One of them's just doing a little better. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, yeah. there's Uncle Robert, and then there's Uncle Charlie. Uncle Robert has like a solid girlfriend that like keeps him on yeah. track, whereas like Charlie Charlie Sheen doesn't. Like yeah. he's just completely feral. Yeah, Uncle Robert's nieces and nephews. Uncle love. Robert has a long-suffering partner that's just like, ah. Yeah, but the the like the kids love Auntie Sharon or whatever her name is. Like, you know, like. Oh, absolutely, she's fun. She's got big hair. Yeah, <laughs> hair. That's what we're that's what we're focused on. Uh, well, she's got arthritis, as my mother says. Arthritis. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they, 
get it? Because titties. My mom is Southern in weird ways and Jewish in other weird ways. Joshua bringing in this hall behind me. This is crazy. Hi, Joshua. How's it going, man? So good, he says. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, those movies, Naked Gun, uh, we watched UHF. Uh, oh, I love UHF. Yeah, a little kind of a hidden gem. Like, I hadn't seen it for a, such a long time. All right. Then. Okay, I'll agree with you. Yeah, I, like, I never watched it as a kid. And, it, you know, I was of that. Well, I, I was a little after that, that generation, I suppose. But, um, yeah, super fun movie. And my brother absolutely loved it, especially the like, even just the opening scene, the Indiana Jones. It's hilarious. Have you ever seen Evil Alien Conquerors? No. No. Is this is this it, your submission? It is my submission. It it is I have not found it online ever. I used to have a DVD of it, but I sold it because it was mine and my ex-husband's DVD collection and therefore had to go. Right. But it is it is uh Chris Parnell, Dietrich Botter, um and and just a number of familiar faces basically just doing a movie in the middle of Palmdale, California, wearing woolen jumpsuits and screaming at people. Wow. It's brilliant. Sounds great. I love me some Chris Parnell, honestly. And Tori Spelling is in it. In wow. A role that will make you forgive her for everything. <laughs> that would be, that's incredible. That's Man, you know what movie I always come back to? Like, I, I go long bouts in between, but I always come back to it is uh, Addicted to Love. Wow. Meg Ryan. That is a good movie. Meg Ryan and Matthew Broderick. Broderick. I love, see? Aw, uh, I love them. They're cute. Yeah, it is so fucking adorable. Meg oh Ryan can kind of be in anything, honestly. I, I, I love everything she's done. She is adorable. It's yeah. it's annoying sometimes, but it's, I agree. It is. It's like you watch When Harry Met Sally, and then you watch You Got Mail, and you're just like, oh, stop it. Stop being so cute. Like, why are you so cute? Fucking stop. I have a couple of friends like that where I'm just like, fucking it. Like Christina at Eastburn, the bartender. Oh, Chris, yeah. She's the most, ado- like, just every time I see her, I'm like, stop it. She's so fucking cute. I hate it. I'm not gonna lie. She became Facebook friends with me, and I'm like, you should not have put me on a thing where you post pictures, because no. <laughs> I definitely like all of these. You're a lot taller than her. I what? What? <laughs> I don't think I'm a lot taller than her. She's like really. She's she's almost a dwarf. She is pretty short. It's cute. Everyone is a lot taller than her. And I forget how small she is until I'm like standing next to her and I'm like, holy shit, you're small. Because usually she's back behind the bar and I think that has a rise to it. Well, it does have a rise to it and there are reasons for that. There's another woman named Mita and like she's also like about that size, also very slender. And like every time I see her and I hug her, I'm like, "I, I am conscious of how much pressure I am putting on your bones. You are so small. 
So yes. People like that, yeah. I like how when you show affection to people, one of your immediate thoughts is, I could murder <laughs> I'm really very strong. I work in a bakery and I have to carry heavy things a lot and do repetitive arm motions. Well, isn't, I mean, I, isn't that kind of like a, a show of affection just in like the animal kingdom in general where like... It is. Like a cat, you know, is made of razor blades <laughs> and it's just like, I'm not going to scratch you right now. And that's how you know that I like you. <laughs> that's correct. It could change. But right now, right now. human <laughs> compulsion to want to squeeze the life out of things we think oh are God. cute. Yeah. Uh, they, they found that uh, when elephants view humans, they release a lot of the same hormones that humans, when they view like a puppy or when a kitten. When they see dogs, yeah. Yeah. I so mean, like, to find be fair, cute. humans are adorable. I really think humans are adorable. I think we are dumb. But I'm yeah. also like, ah, oh, we're like pugs. <laughs> like, we shouldn't really exist, but like, we're so fucking cute. Like, oh, look at it go. <laughs> It thinks it's there's tried, meaning. It's tried its hardest, I guess. <laughs> it's trying so hard. I used to work with a pug rescue. It's so I know. <laughs> well, all right. Um, I'll be honest. I, I think it would be a damn shame if I were to bring a poet onto our podcast here and not hear oh, no. No. No? We, we, we have such a light, a light sort of conversation going on with like a lot of positivity and like I feel like I feel like anything that I have to say right now in that vein is just going to be very dark and depressing <laughs> I mean that's part of the process of the drama right though you gotta be able to feel it but is this the right venue for it that's you have beautiful and heart wrenching poems and they deserve to be heard <laughs> Do you need more than that? Uh, it's not what this is about. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, okay. Mm. I mean, look, I'm never gonna make you do something. If, if, yeah, absolutely. If you don't feel comfortable, that's that's fine. We could. Yeah. It's just, it's just. I'm in a very nice mood. That's okay. That's great. And I feel like if I read a poem, I'm gonna get sad. Okay. okay. I've been there. I've I've been in that kind of situation. So. Do you write poetry? Uh, you know I've written some. I took a couple creative writing classes, and I, you know, dabble my hand if I'm feeling weird or something like that. But you know, just um, like even just I, I write prose or uh, you know, articles or something like that. And sometimes I just like don't feel into it. I'm just like I gotta step away for a minute, do something else, do something light kind of be happy for a minute and then i can like like this yeah see <laughs> the podcast is that time where we're just like hey let's get together let's chat because we don't get to do it as much anymore like let's yeah i used to just wander to the bar yeah you can't do that anymore yeah and like my go-to conversation person at the neighborhood sports bar died so like that Aww. really put a damper on it yeah he died like over two days like he was fine and then he wasn't fine Wow, that's crazy. I had a when I worked at McMinimans in Beaverton, there was a regular named Charles. Oh, and he, <laughs> I'd see him, and he'd call me Charles, and I'd call him Charlie. 
and then everybody else would call him Charlie, or him Charles, and call me Charlie. And was, so we're all calling. It. Anyway, uh, he was just the sweetest guy. Uh, he was about fifty years old. He worked at Winco just pushing carts, and uh, like every day he'd come in. I'd be, we'd see him like, "Hey Charles, like how's it going? We we love you, man." And uh, yeah, he was walking to work one morning, got hit by a truck, and didn't see him. Damn. And like, yeah, he died like two days later in the ICU. That shit is so fucking fucked up. It's crazy. And so we put a picture up like over his spot at the bar and Aww. stuff. But like, we wanted to have like a, a celebration, and they're like, "Oh, you can't do that here." It's like, why I love not? How I was like, I want to keep it light. And now we're talking about <laughs> death. Like, I'm well, off. Look, this is everything and nothing. Okay. And we. Yeah, you can't limit it. Like I, I'd like to come here and, and have this open place to talk, and if it's happy, it's great. Yeah, we talk about whatever. Yeah, my that's, friend was murdered last process. year in his house. Points. See, that's intense. Wow. Like fifty. Like camping. Yeah. If there's fifty what? tents, it's a so there's that. Just the anniversary just happened. Wow. They caught the guy. The murder. That's the murder. Yeah, was so they, they caught. Was yeah, was it? Did, who was it? It was person? like they. He just stabbed him until he was dead. <laughs> wow. Uh, see, that's like <laughs> well, that's like that's the. Uh, isn't that crazy? That's like the response. It's like I. That's how do you respond to that? Like, someone just. What, Dude, they, I fucking know, right? Like when they I found out, or, I was like, what? I don't followed him into his house what? he was drunk that's so people yes. have sucked for a while and yeah. we've known that a few thousand here's years another now. example so anyway uh let's uh let's lighten it back up <laughs> just for a second uh check out you... my frog oh sick Look how frog. friendly he is they're very cute <laughs> guess what his uh, name is um kermit his friendly frog. Oh. Friendly frog. I give him to people who are having bad trips. Oh, that's great. Because he's like weighted at the bottom and has like a like bean bag shit and is like very soothing to people. Nice. Yeah. He makes everything better. <laughs> His face just reassures people when they're tripping. So, have you guys heard of the show 90 Day Fiance? I have heard of the show 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> I thought no. you might have. Okay, so 90s Day Fiance is a TLC reality series, Chris, where it follows older gentlemen that uh, are trying to find a bride. And usually they meet someone online in a foreign country and they chat and travel to the other country to meet them. So anyway, in the, this past couple of weeks, uh, the world, the, the, nay, the, uh, the universe has been int- introduced to a certain gentleman who goes by the name of Ed, who has appeared on Nadia Day Fiance. And the, let, let me just say, this guy is amazing. And this is such a weird thing. But I, can we try something? I want to see if this will work. If I press this button. The share. The share screen. Are you seeing the screen? Wait for it. Oh my. So this is Ed. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> No, 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 oh, no. We, we have an ad. 
I do not consent to this. Oh, you're you're already done. <laughs> no, actually, I, I want to see what I this is. Yeah, I can't look away. Look at him. He looks like a potato. He is he some like... shapes. Okay, you know the potato aliens in Doctor Who, you guys. I don't, but the ones that are clones. Why does he use a spatula? <laughs> He doesn't need to use a spatula. I support mayonnaise's conditioner. It's got like olive oil and egg yolk in it. Like that's but, yeah. Why do you have to use a kitchen utensil? He to doesn't do need to need to use the spatula for that. Like what? Maybe he's just like it's mayonnaise. It needs to have a kitchen implement to disperse it. You're Maybe already you're... putting it in a whole new world. The fact that it's a slotted spatula is what bothers me. Right? You're just losing mayo every time. <laughs> like, just get a spoon. That's obviously what you're looking for. Oh, yeah. This sure, is what I did earlier the flavor with my hair dye, The glass though. of wine gets me. I put plastic on my head for two hours. So, anyway, yeah. This, this, is, this is the world of, of uh, Big No, Charlie, we... you can't sew anyways that... I need you to explain to me why a human being threw a spatula into a jar of mayonnaise that I would normally consume with a spoon and put that shit. Do you eat mayonnaise with a spoon? We're not talking about that right now, Red. We're talking about this no. guy. We're gonna circle back to that. We'll yes. see, we, we're gonna run out of time. Oh no. So anyway, look, this guy. It's cutting us off. It doesn't want us to hang out anymore. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so uh, Big Ed here. Uh, is, Big Ed, yeah. Well, Ed, he's four foot eleven. Uh, oh wow! I started this with a full bottle. Yes, you did. Um, he he's off. He's off to the Philippines to meet uh, Rose, who is um, younger than his daughter. And uh, her name is Rosemary, though, right? Not just Rose. Rosemary. Oh, I, I, yeah, something like that. Because I of really... course it's some kind of food item. Ah, uh, yes. Is there <laughs> someone named Parsley and Sage? Well, there is someone named Sage. Sage? I, I've never met someone named Time. Neither have I. I Unless you're a Time shade. Lord. Oh. Mm. Basil. Basil Faulty? Yeah, nice. Points. Uh... Anyway, so yeah, he's just kind of been make, making the making the rounds on the airwaves, and he. I just wanted you guys to experience because I like woke up one morning. You just and... wanted to torture other people now that you had been tortured. <laughs> yeah, so he's dyeing his hair. The the, the hair dye irritates That's the scalp. Not no, no, <laughs> he dyes his hair black. The black hair dye irritates the scalp, and then he puts mayonnaise on the scalp to help the irritation. And I, so I don't know why he's irritating his scalp. There's like a bunch of other dyes that he can use that will not do that. We're not. Yeah, I'm not laboring under the suspicion that Ed is by any means an intelligent man. I can help him. We gotta put you you two in contact. Maybe you can you can get this guy on the he right still track. Still will look like a potato. <laughs> scalp will not itch. Yeah, and that's honestly. the important part. It is. It's important to be comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. And eat your mayonnaise instead of wear it. 
with Yeah, I don't like mayonnaise at all. Well I have made aioli. Aioli. Fresh. Aioli is solid. Which I recognize is similar to mayonnaise, but it's not the stuff you get in the jars. Right. I admit I'll, my I'll fuck with that. I have right. a I have a favorite mayonnaise. Heinz. Heinz is where it's at. I grew up on uh, best foods. Um but yeah. once once I found out that Heinz makes their own mayo, I gave it a shot, and I've definitely made the switch. Mayonnaise is always an ingredient in Ashkenazi Jewish food because it, it is not actually dairy, so you can put it in with meat and still oh, have right, it yeah. kosher. But it's like a creamy sort of consistency, and that is when I learned to hate it because I have to tell you, there's some Ashkenazi food that is just absolutely delicious, but a lot of it is disgusting and involves too much herring, and like, <laughs> This sounds pretty delicious. That's where my hatred of mayonnaise comes from. Interesting. Yeah, I, uh, kind of, uh, old-style Norwegian immigrant food is almost the same. Uh, Did you have the lutefisk? Lutefisk, yeah. Uh, I've never actually had it. My grandparents refused to get it, but uh, pickled herring is kind of the uh, the delicacy around the house. Um, I just hate all fish, so I'm not equipped to have any appreciation. I can deal with fish, but uh, I grew up like with fresh salmon and stuff in the house, so it's like kind of a different right. different household. It's. Dude, I cannot, I, I didn't know, I didn't know how spoiled I was until I moved to Portland and then I'd be like, yeah, I'll just go get some salmon, it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm used to like literally being able to go walking down the street. I, I didn't have to pay for salmon ever in my goddamn life. You don't understand. People just <laughs> smoke that shit. You'll just smell it and walk over in the yard and be like, hey, you got some jerky going? They're like, hell yeah. And just hand you a strip. Like, so I've had good, fresh salmon just available year-round my whole life until I moved. And then I tried to eat salmon from a store, and I thought I was going to throw it against the wall. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's was how so I feel mad. about oranges. Oranges. Oh, because you were in California, right? So, so I grew up in Southern California. Yeah, so where the good oranges come from. Where, like, every orange is literally, like, candy. Ooh. Yeah, see, I never had a good orange experience. I'm not really an orange guy. Have you had a blood orange? No. I recommend, even far north, the trees are hardy down to 27 degrees. So, like, they actually, like, they're fucking good. And they're also known as Morrow oranges. They look ugly. They look like they're rotting. Yeah. The grosser they look, the more delicious they will be. They're almost like a black fruit on the inside. That is a Halloween fruit. It's, it's delicious. It is my fi- Okay, so at the beginning of Dexter, the yeah. oranges that he's juicing are blood oranges. Yeah, I, I remember that intro. It was my girlfriend at the time and I, we were discussing I don't, it. I don't eat ham, but that intro makes me want ha- a ham steak real bad. Yeah. Right. Ah, dang it, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm also getting- I made hungry. breakfast pizza. That sounds awesome. What did you put on there? Um, I put I put bacon and I put bell pepper and I put cheese and I put three eggs. I cracked three eggs over flatbread that I made. Yeah. Right on. And then I put it in the oven. 
Yeah. Egg, egg on pizza is big in Australia. It's big. Big time. Australia seems cool. Except I think, for the animals. Uh, yeah. Do you like I've Douglas got, Adams? I love Douglas Adams, of course. Have you ever read Last Chance to See? Uh, I have unfortunately never read it. I watched the Stephen Fry documentary. Okay, so like, then you understand is there? There's but like there was like a whole thing in it about how like Australia seems like a place where like everything is going to try to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Alaska is pretty similar. I've heard that like they have like a strange respect for us, just like we do for them. Uh, <laughs> I could see that. Bears. Yeah, we both know what it's like to just walk outside and go, well, okay, I guess I'm not going anywhere for the next half hour. <laughs> One of my, my mother's boss. childhood friends lived there and like a lot of her property got destroyed in the fire thing. I know that's like in, in far away memory now, but remember there was like the whole fire stuff in Australia? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was this year. Oh my god, dude! Right? It seems like so long ago. We've been through so much already. Twenty twenty. I feel well, like if I feel like I'm forty five. <laughs> I feel like I'm dead. <laughs> no. When's your birthday, Chris? June sixth. When's your birthday? October thirteenth. Charlie. October 13th, that's my uncle's birthday. Nice. <laughs> June 6th is my first roommate's birthday. No, it's Becky's birthday. Okay. Congratulations. You're associated with someone named Becky forever now. Oh my god, Becky. Look at her butt. That's fine. Those are my points, She's and great. I know that. Points. Sorry. Yeah, Joshua came up and was showing me his new controller. So, yeah, yeah, he's gonna do this now. There it is. Noise. I don't under. I don't hear anything you're saying. It's all garbled. Oh, that's because my voice is horrible. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Uh, hopefully, coming out here, hanging out, doing the podcast has helped everybody with. Processing, processing the, trauma. the trauma there we go so uh i think that we've uh we've had a good conversation here about a few different things we definitely Absolutely. stopped in uh checked in on how we're feeling this week yeah hey red thanks points. so much for coming on and and hanging out absolutely uh, it was great having you on i'm the sorry show. if i was annoying at any point no you're we're we love we love when guests interact with us we love having guests at Silent. all so exactly this has been great well, uh, thank you for coming. Thank you, as always, for being part of this, Charlie. Yes. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening. And uh, I love y'all. Stay home. Stay safe. See you. See you. We, we don't have an outro like like Joshua. I was. That was my attempt was to stay uh-huh. home, stay safe. Okay. I like it. Okay. We didn't discuss this. This is all improv. Stay home. Nothing. Stay nothing safe. Matters. Everything. All right. Nothing. Love you guys. You're all great. I appreciate you. Thank you for being my first Zoom call. Hey. Yay. You pop my cherry. (laughs) Good night. Good night. Nice one, Chris. That's good. Yeah, I think this went okay. 
we I, I was worried we weren't gonna have an hour and then i saw that we were almost we were over an hour and a half yeah and i was like well great. i'm gonna i'm gonna cut this off then yeah and we can edit this down so it's gonna be great yeah and we've had enough times where things just stifled out but yeah it's fine all right cool well um so you were you did you record on your end yes i recorded through zoom and i recorded some through obs so i think through everything if you send me like your file we should be able to get something <laughs> wait what kind of a file you want the video yeah if you send me the the video i can well my video is recorded through zoom as well so you're just getting isn't it wouldn't it be the same thing you would have then yeah i guess so i i i've never recorded with zoom so i you you would have the advantage there uh, oh yeah i definitely did it last time and you can see the video will be whoever's in the big bubble will pop up every time it follows pretty pretty smoothly cool six uh yeah so we'll we'll double check those and see what we get yeah i'll get a blurb written up here in the next day or so cool sweet awesome man well uh thanks again yeah see you around <laughs> have a good night oh no <laughs> <laughs>